The following recording is a presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California, and of Pastor Val Mark Smith. We are an independent Baptist congregation committed to the accurate presentation of the historical doctrines of the faith. We welcome your visit to our services anytime here in the Rohnert Park area. My privilege to be here. Uh, someone said, uh, I've seen your face before. And I said, I've had it a long time. <laughs> and it seems like a little longer time <laughs> as, as time goes on. It's a, it's a privilege to be here. I, I, I'm always amazed how beautiful your auditorium looks and uh, how friendly your folks are. And uh, it's uh, like, like being home. <laughs> So I, uh, I appreciate the, the offer. Uh, I love to hear your pastor preach. Uh, I get those tapes. <laughs> I'll listen again and again. Uh, it's a blessing to my heart. And so I, I, uh, I know you're, you're blessed as well. Tonight, tonight, uh, uh, I have a number of things I'd like to, like to talk on. I, I think of that fellow, who uh, who had an opportunity to preach, and uh, he said, "Folks, he said, I don't know what I want to preach on." He said, "I got a lot of things I want to say," and and uh, he said, I, I, "I I I don't know where to start." And some wise guy in the back said, "Start somewhere in the middle." <laughs> <laughs> So I may start in the middle and work both ways. <laughs> I do want you to not jot down some things, though. If you if you have paper and you have pencil, uh, I'd like for you to jot down some things. And if you don't have paper and pencil, I do have some paper. Okay? <laughs> All right. So uh, if you'll jot down some things, maybe on the back of a bulletin or whatever, uh, but I, I do, I want you to jot down some things. Uh, and uh, uh, things I, I, I want you to remember. Remember, God's been good to me and I am very thankful. You are looking at a man who's been blessed by Almighty God. And I, and I appreciate it. I've, uh, I've had... Uh, I've had ups and I've had downs, <laughs> but God's always been there, and I'm I'm very thankful. But tonight I, I wanted to I want to bring you some things. I want to re reinvigorate your your prayer life. Uh, I've seen so many answers to prayer that uh, it reminds me that it's so often for us. It's so often. Uh, that we will will worry and not pray <laughs> until things get very drastic. <laughs> uh, uh, and when when we should start praying at the start, when we see problems coming our way, we should uh, we should should be people of prayer. I I I have a a list here. I have. Uh, God's blessed me abundantly. We have we have forty in our family. Uh, that that uh, that 
that six children and their mates and their children and the grandchildren. <laughs> we have uh, six children and uh, we, we take that literally what God said. He said, be fruitful and multiply. And we did. <laughs> God, we asked for God for six and God gave us six. And we are so thankful. Then we had 14 grandchildren. And as of now, we have 14 great-grandchildren. <laughs> so I, uh, I've been blessed abundantly. And uh, in, in doing so, in raising a family, you, 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 you become a, a person, I suppose, uh, if you're sensitive, you, you become a person that that's, uh, does a lot of praying. My goal... My goal is to pray every day, every day for every one of these children and every one of these grandchildren. Every day. That's my goal. And if they're, if I see that they're making progress or I hear good, some good things about them, then I mark that down too. By the way, I couldn't do that without a pen. Okay, so I've got their names, names on, on a piece of paper and I work on that every day. And I go right down the line, and on the right side, I'll make a mark that I prayed for them. If they have needs, I'll try to mention that. All right? And then on the left side, too, if I, if in going through, I remember that, oh, I heard some good things, <laughs> uh, I'll mark that down on the left side. That helps me when I pray. Otherwise, it's so easy to wander away. It, help, it keeps, me, keeps me on track. You might like to try it. You'll find it a blessing to your heart. Uh, so uh, I, I urge you to, to be a person of prayer. And I want to talk about some of the things that God has done for me. One of the, one of the things, and uh, one of the things uh, some, some years ago uh, was so surprising to me because my mother... My mother, I talked her into, into buying a house when I was 18. When I was 18, I had saved, uh, saved some money, and she had saved some money. And I said, Mom, you need a house of your own. Oh, she said, Dad's interested in automobiles, uh, not cars. I said, that's true. But, Mom, we need a house for you. So I found a house. And I said to her, Mom, go buy that house. <laughs> and she said, well, I don't have enough money. I said, you take my money and you take your money and you go buy that house. She went and bought that house. By the way, that was, uh, <laughs> that was uh, over 60 years ago. We still own the house. <laughs> we still own the house. <laughs> Uh, in fact, my son, who's with me, was up there working on it the other day. <laughs> it takes some work to keep it up, but uh, but it's been good. Now, my mother, after that, that worked so good, she decided, buy some more houses. <laughs> and so she bought more houses. And you know, I, since I was the only uh, only child, you know who took care of them. <laughs> Sure. After Dad passed away, I I I inherited the upkeep of, of ten houses, <laughs> and uh, and on the side. <laughs> uh, so uh, 
uh, God was good to us. Uh, the now, now, one of the problems, one of the problems, my grandmother lived down Modesto. And, and, and so my grandmother said to my mother, she said, I wish you folks were down here close. And so they thought about that. And sure enough, a house across the street come up for sale. Okay, so my mother, she trots across the street to find out how much it's, it's worth. And, and she winds up buying that house. Oh, but she decided, say, you know, you know, it costs some money to get the title search. She said, that lady's been there for years. She's no doubt, she hasn't borrowed money on that. Now, well, they don't need a title search. <laughs> so they didn't get a title search. <laughs> well, that, that sounded okay until I got to, until I got the bill. I got the bill, and the bill, as I described, as, as described, is not the house that mom bought. I checked with the, with the, with the county. They said, no, you, you, you folks bought the house next door. Oh my, we bought the house. Yes, you have the house next door. It's yours. <laughs> no, 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 we wanted this one. <laughs> oh, the lawyer, he wrote it that wrong. Okay. Uh, now, naturally, Mom said to me, would you go straighten that out? <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, I'll tell you, I, I got to think of that over. How in the world does this ever happen <laughs> that we've got the wrong house and, and we're paying taxes on the wrong house? <laughs> and if something happens, we're in big trouble. So I, uh, <laughs> I prayed all the way, all the way down to Modesto. Uh, uh, diligently prayed uh, about that. Lord, can you unwind this thing? It's been a few years now. <laughs> can you unwind this? How we ever did this? Ah, uh, and God marvelously answered my prayer. I went in and I, 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 I gave my, my card to the lady at the counter and she said, uh, all right. She said, I'll, I'll have, I'll have him see you in a few minutes. The, the the clerk for the county, all right, and uh, he he come out and he says he said uh, uh, Mel Jones, where's Mel Jones? And I said right here. Oh, he said that's your name, and I said yes, sir. And he said, well, I thought when they told me that Mel Jones is waiting to see me, he said, I'm thinking of an old friend of mine I went to high school with. He said, we were best buddies. He said, he was a great guy, and we chatted a little bit about him and uh, where he went to school and things like that. And he said, that's your name? I said, yes, it is. And he said, now, he said, uh, where do you live? And I I, I point. I said, I live in Pleasant Hill, up by Concord, Walnut Creek area. He said, you do? I said, yes, sir. He said, you know, I used to go with a girl <laughs> who lived in Pleasant Hill. She was a piano teacher, and she was a good one. And, and, and we talked about the piano teacher that lived in Pleasant Hill and things like that. And, and finally, he said, uh, Miss, Mr. Jones, what are you, what, what, why did you want to see me? And so I, I explained that mom bought the wrong house. <laughs> we, we, we own a different house than we mean to own. <laughs> oh, boy, he said, you are in trouble. <laughs> uh, well, he said, uh, I'll tell you what I can do. 
He said, there's nobody in Stanislaus County that can straighten this out except me. He said, this lawyer, he said, he's in the, he's in the city building right now. He has an office. He's now, he's now a part of the organization. He was just a lawyer before. He said, I know him personally. He said, come with me. And we went down to the office. Sure enough, he introduced me to the fellow. And he, he said, now, he's got a problem. And he explains it. You did this wrong. He told him. You did it wrong. Now, you're going to have to straighten it out. Well, the guy said, I don't know how to straighten it out. He said, I do. And whatever he did, I'm not sure. <laughs> but but uh, somehow he he uh, rearranged that <laughs> so that we got the right house. And I jumped in my car and I said, Lord, you are absolutely wonderful. You've, you teach this, you have this fellow, meet a fellow with my name, and he goes with a girl <laughs> years ago that lived right close to where I live. And... And you just worked that thing out beautiful. I said, you're marvelous, Lord. And I went home and my mom is so happy and my dad is so happy. <laughs> we got the right house. Yeah. God is so good. He does so many marvelous things. And I, I still thank him for that too, you know. When God does something for you, if you're wise, you'll thank him for it. God deserves more glory than he gets, you know? <laughs> and we need to thank him. And maybe maybe you'd be thanking him for something that happened years ago. I still do. <laughs> you see, I was I was in I was in uh, as a boy, I was in love with money. Mm -hmm. I worked I worked two jobs, three jobs at one time. I was saving money. <laughs> That was what I wanted. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I got a little older, and I I, uh, I decided, okay, I'm I'm going to do like Dad. I'm going to go for cars. Dad loved cars, and he bought and sold cars. He always made money on them. He he bought and sold cars. So I decided I could do that. So one day, Dad said to me, Mel. He said, there's a, there's a, a Model A Ford. He said, and, and he said, it's a good one. And I tried it out, but he said, I don't have the money. I'm all tied up. He said, do you have the money for that? And I said, how much is it? He gave me the figure, and I said, yes, I have it. He said, why don't you buy it? I said, okay. So I bought it, and, and then later on he came. He said, Mel, I can sell that Ford of yours. <laughs> And you can make $15 on it, I guess. Something like that. I said, all right. So he sold that. I made money on that car. Boy, that's, that's what, that was better than working, you know. <laughs> make, uh, making money on selling cars. I got into that. By the time I'm 18 and left for the service, I own 35 cars. Sometimes I own three cars at one time. You see? And uh, most of them you made money on. All right. I Ah, but there came another time when I got a little older. I, I said, oh, forget the cars. How about the girls? <laughs> so I'm looking for the girls now. And I've tried uh, a diff few different ones. 
and all nice and good uh, girls. And, and But I, I came to the place, Lord, I don't know which one. And I, I, I really don't know. I, uh, they're all nice, but to spend your life with one, I don't know. And I, I came to a big decision. I said, Lord, if you want me to remain single all my life, I'll do it. But he said, I said, if you want me to marry, you have to show me the right one. He did. He showed me the right one. <laughs> it was kind of an unusual circumstance because she's pushing a bus down the street <laughs> when I met her. <laughs> it was caroling time, Christmas caroling. And the bus had failed. And the girls, many pretty ones, <laughs> were pushing the bus down the street. And here I came with my the gang, they called it. <laughs> In, a brand, in my brand new car and naturally we were just over overwhelmed with all those pretty girls pushing that bus so we helped them and it turned out we couldn't start it either and so we went caroling with them and, uh, and, and I noticed her though she was with the pastor's son she was with the pastor's son. <laughs> I called up the next day and I said, are you going with steady with Bill? Oh, no. She said, we just went out a couple of times. And uh, she said, no, I'm not. Uh, I said, well, would you uh, figure dating with me? And she said, oh, yes. <laughs> and that was the start. That was the start. Yeah. And, and it lasted 64 years. She went home to glory in January of this year. And she's teaching kids up there <laughs> about the Lord uh, and having a great time. Uh, she was a wonderful woman. And I miss her greatly. Uh, but uh, that's how I found her. God pointed her out. <laughs> God pointed her out. I'd urge anybody that you're looking for a mate, ask God to point them out. Don't just grab the first one who comes along, you know. Find the right one. Find the right one. God's willing to show you, you know. So uh, she, she was 64 years uh, of, of great marriage, all right. Now, uh, as, as we think about God answering prayer, uh, I, I think it's... As I mentioned, I believe we should give him praise. If you take your Bibles, uh, turn to Psalm 34. Psalm 34. In Psalm 34, I want you to notice, and you may want to mark your Bible the way I've marked mine, because it's absolutely great the way he gives praise and thanks to God. One of my favorite verses and favorite chapters. I'm reading in the King James. Follow along. Psalm 34 1. I will bless the Lord. Now catch now these these uh, prophets, uh, these, uh, references to the, our Lord Jesus. I will bless the Lord at all times. 
His praise shall be in my mouth, shall, shall, have, shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be, and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. This poor man, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Now you catch this here? David now is telling you, and he's telling me, God answered my prayers. God did for me what I needed. I asked God. And God supplied. David is making it clear to us. Verse 5. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. <laughs> there it is. David says, I want to tell you about what God's done in my life. I want to tell you because I want you to be encouraged to know that, uh, like the old song says, it's no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he can do for you. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. And that's the way God wants it to be. He wants us to tell about others, tell others about what he's done for us. One of the things I'd like to tell you about happened just two weeks ago. My son, who's with me tonight and drove up here for me, uh, was coming to California. Brian's moving back to California. 24 years in Iowa, and he decided he had enough of the snow, <laughs> and he's coming, home. he's coming back to California. Uh, that's a long time to put up with the, that snow. <laughs> but he did. And so he's heading this way. Well, I had thought about going back and giving him a hand in driving and helping loads and things like that. But my, my son, one of my boys and one of my daughters got on the phone and said, Dad, you used to do that, Dad. But Dad, you are 87. And you should slow down a little, Dad. Uh, Brian will be fine. Uh, Dad, you pray for him, but uh, you, Dad, you stay here if you would. And then I called Brian, and I, he said, Dad, I'd be a little worried about you in the hospital, things like that. He said, uh, uh, I'll be fine. 
you pray for me and I'll be fine, but uh, uh, Dad, don't, don't come back here. So, all right, Lord, thank you. All right, for making that clear. All right, so he heads out. He heads out. He loads up his, his van and he loads up his Honda and he rents a U-Haul trailer from the U-Haul place to put the, put the Honda up on and, and hooks it up and away he goes. He's got 1,859 miles to move. Okay. And he's loaded everything he's got. He's pared it all down to get just what he's got to bring and gets it in, in, in the car and in the truck. Stuffs them full. Okay. Heads out, drives 700 miles first day into Nebraska. Gets a motel. And I had said, say, if you need a motel, I'll pay the motel. I won't be able to go with you, but I'll pay the motel. So he gets a motel and stays there in Nebraska that night. And gets up the next morning ready to go. Okay, and he takes it. And he goes, he goes 400 miles, Salt Lake City area, and the wheel rolls off. Metal fatigue. The back wheel rolled off the van. But it was the back wheel, not the front wheel. And he's able to hold it on the road. Okay. But the phone's dead now. His phone is dead. By the way, a number of the family are praying for him this time. Uh, I'm especially praying for him. And his phone won't ring. Okay. Uh, in that area. All right. So, ah, but he has a sister. And so he texts her a message. Four o'clock in the morning <laughs> or so. Okay. And, and, uh, and so she gets on the phone and wakes up all, every, all the family and friends and everybody is praying for him there, way out there. Okay. They, okay, they get a tow truck and they tell a tow truck what to do and where to take it, but the tow truck driver thinks he knows better, so he takes it somewhere else and it gets him in a, a poorer motel too. And, uh, and, uh, so they, they, they stayed there that night and the next morning they finally got it to a good place and they got it fixed. Although it was after five o'clock when they got it all fixed, but he didn't have it fixed. So he takes it and takes it back to the motel, loads everything in, gets the, the, the trainer all hooked up and he's ready to go tomorrow morning and, uh, and everything goes to bed and gets up in the morning, got a little satchel for, for use in the motel room. And he walks out to, and looks at the parking lot and the parking lot's empty. His truck is gone. His car is gone. The trailer's gone. It's all gone. He's standing there, standing there in the darkness, looking at the parking lot. And it's all gone. All his equipment. Everything he owns is gone. Oh, my. Our, our daughter, she's on the, the phone telling everybody, all right, while he's there waiting. And somebody comes up with the idea, uh, why don't you call the radio station or the TV station and let them know what happened? He didn't think it do any good, but he did. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and they said, yes, we're interested in that. We'll put it on tonight's news. 
okay? But, oh, but that afternoon there was a, shoot, a shooting. So that went on tonight's news. And so they'll oh, put it on tomorrow night. Okay. Before he catches a plane the next day to come to Oakland, before he catches the plane, why, uh, the, they call him on the radio station and say, can you uh, uh, interview us? Uh, let us interview you before you jump on the plane? Yes. Okay, so they jump on the, they, they come over, get an interview, and they're going to show it that night on the television station. Okay, they did. Yes, and at 20 minutes after it's shown, there's a fellow picks up the car and said, uh, picks up the phone and said, you know, I know where that van is. It's one block from my house. They've caught it. They found it. <laughs> they found the van, Sure. Now, they've gone through and stole all kinds of things, but the van's still there, okay? Uh, and he, now he's in California, and soon he gets another phone call. We found the car. Now, the, the, the truck's in one end of Salt Lake City, and the, the, another town on the other end uh, is, the, is the, the car. Oh, my. <laughs> They jump in a, they jump on, back on a plane, head that way, and are able to t get both cars and get it together and hook it all together, and by noon they're on the road. Fifteen hours to get here. But we are so thankful that he got one third of his stuff back in both cars. God was so good. Absolutely, when you've had nothing, and all at once God gives it all back to you. My, you need to give him thanks and praise. And we've been doing that. How good God is. How good God is. And by the way, we rode up here in the, in the little Honda that was stolen. <laughs> it runs good. <laughs> they didn't seem to hurt it. But uh, it runs good. So God is, God is, is so, so good to, to us. Now, uh, I should mention what I'm doing right now. I am on the street corners in the area of Martinez, Concord, Walnut Creek, Lafayette, uh, and Walnut Creek is there, five cities, and uh, on the street corner with a sign. And the sign says, says uh, uh, God's gift, in big letters, Jesus. Today, tomorrow, forever. And you know I'm having more success with that. Uh, God is blessing that abundantly. One lady came to me and she said, you know, since you started doing this, she said, our church is running full. <laughs> I said, praise the Lord, ma'am. Good. Another lady ran across the street and, and, and I glanced at her and the tears were running down her cheeks. And I thought she was going to pass him back and by, behind me. But no, she's heading for me. And she ran up and she said, you're so happy. <laughs> well, yes, ma'am, I am. God's been so good to me. Well, she said, why? Well, I took the Bible and I said, ma'am, how, how God is wonderfully, he's taken away my sins. I'm, I'm, God's made me clean because Jesus has died for me. And, and I explained it to her. 
And she said, oh, thank you so very much. And she turned to go. And as she turned to go, uh, uh, it just came to my mind. And I said, ma'am. And she turned around. She said, yes. I said, uh, uh, could I ask you a couple of questions? Sure, she said. She walked back over and standing right next to, to me on the sign. And I said, you, know, you believe about Jesus? Oh, yes. Do you believe God, his God's son? Yes. Do you, do you believe he died for you? Yes. Okay. Ma'am, have you ever asked him to save your soul? What? No, no, I haven't. I said, would you like to do that right now? Well, yes. She poured out her heart right there on the street corner to the Lord. Oh, my. Uh, oh, what a blessing. And as we chatted in a few moments with her big smile now, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, she said to me, uh, uh, could I tell you one thing? I said, sure. She said, you don't know it. But you just saved my life. I thought that many times over since. You know what she's saying? I was heading for hell. I was going to kill myself. And I saw you out here. And I decided that's what I needed. Yeah. Oh, my God is so good. I am so thankful to be able to let people know there's a Savior. And you can call on him. And he'll hear and he'll answer you. And he's waiting for you. My answers to prayer are coming right and left. I'm back at Denny's on... on uh, uh, on Willow Pass Road and there. And it's getting late. And uh, it's cold. And I decided, all right, I'll go to the car in a little bit. And I finally walked to the car and I'm putting my things in the back of the car. And I looked up there and there's a lady standing there. And she said, uh, she said, would you pray for me? I said, ma'am, I'd be glad to pray for you. And we, we took the Bible and we talked about Jesus. And she talked about her troubles. And she realized that's the reason she's there. And she came to Jesus Christ. That's in and there. People are hungry. People are hungry. They won't tell you. But they need him. And, and, and it's, 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 a, it's a blessing to be able to do this. I figure, I go to the corners where there's at least 2,000 or 3,000 cars an hour going by. At least 2,000 or 3,000 an hour going by. I had an accountant come and count them for me. <laughs> I couldn't believe this. Yeah. 3,000 per hour. Mm. Okay. Uh, now, that, that many drivers and See, the passengers too. You're getting the word of God out. And uh, it's working. God hears and he answers prayer. 
Let's turn to him with our, our whole heart in these last days and let him work and then give him praise for what he's done. For he is wonderful. Wonderful to us. Lord, would you uh, impress upon our hearts how good you are and how you hear and answer prayer and how you want us to let people know about your blessings. Lord, may we, oh God, see a results in hearts and lives of people who are wandering along and not knowing where to go or what to do. Lord, we pray many might turn to thee and help us to have a part in it. For Jesus' sake, amen. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California. If you would like further information about our church, please feel free to call us at area code 707-584-7275 or write to us at Berean Baptist Church, 6298 Country Club Drive, Rohnert Park, California, 94928. Additionally, you may visit us on the World Wide Web at www.bebaptist.org.